With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Are you tired of endlessly searching for work, applying for jobs, and never hearing back? Job openings vanishing into thin air? What if with just one connection, you could link with dozens of companies that are hiring? What if that connection was a locally owned business ready to help without charging a fee? Express Employment Professionals is your one connection. Go to ExpressPros.com. With endless opportunities, it's time to try something new in your job search. Let Express Employment Professionals help you. Start at ExpressPros.com. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. This is the best of the Jason Smith Show on Fox Sports Radio. The big story of the day today, right. certainly surrounding the Dallas Cowboys, Ezekiel Elliott. You and I talked about this last night. Yeah. When about midway through the show, Pro Football Talk, Mike Florio, broke the story that the Ezekiel Elliott suspension was going to come down either Friday, possibly Monday, but there was going to be a definitive suspension. We just didn't know the length. We talked about this for a long time, and you and I both said, look, we, we already know that the evidence we know if you have domestic violence situation and you have destroying evidence, which is the two things that the Ezekiel Elliott's being investigated for. Yeah. We know what destroying evidence was. That's four games. That's what Tom Brady got for destroying his phone. And now you add domestic violence to it. It's going to be six. We said six, eight games probably get appealed down from there. 
Today we find out Ezekiel Elliott gets suspended for six games without pay for violating the league's personal conduct policy. He is accused of five domestic violence incidents over a course of six nights last July. And then more recently, he had an incident in which he pulled a woman's top down at a parade and allegedly broke a DJ's nose in a fight at a club. What everybody is saying that wants to know why, how does a guy like Ezekiel Elliott get suspended when there is no conviction? There's no trial that, yeah. you know, look, the Columbus Police Department looked at this and, and they have not brought, you know, brought any kind of charges against him in which he's going to face trial yet. But but that's not how the league operates. I mean, no. if that's really how the league operated by, like, let's put this through, like, the judicial system and let's let that be what guides us, then they would never have allowed their own Ted Wells report of the mm-hmm. deflated footballs to guide them through this whole process of trying to suspend Tom Brady because – they didn't even follow, like, the most basic gas laws. So to think that <laughs> Roger Goodell, I'm serious, they would have flunked Ted Wells in his yeah. report. If he'd handed it into a fifth-grade science teacher, would have flunked his would have flunked the report, okay? That's how bad it was. So if they're not going to be guided or bound by the law to be able to hand out suspensions for that, which was so demonstratively just blown by the league, then they don't have to do it in this situation when he's just got accusations floating out there and he's got five? Five against them. a domestic yeah. violence five. I mean, that to me right there, that should that should garner eight games. I well, don't know why we're at six. Well, this he, should be eight. Here, here's the thing. But before we get to that, we, you know, we we got to we got to level the playing field here as far as this story entirely is because for the longest time, it didn't look like there was going to be anything. Yeah, you're right. The story with Elliot and this domestic violence was the accuser wasn't as credible. And, you know, there was some inconsistencies in her story. He proclaimed his innocence. And right or wrong, that was the image that the public got. Okay, well, Ezekiel Elliott didn't do anything wrong. And maybe this is someone, whatever it is, a money grab, anything like that. That was the image we got because that's the information we got. Well, here's Peter Harvey from today. He's the former New Jersey attorney general and an external advisor who participated in the Ezekiel Elliott investigation. And listen to what he had to say Hmm. today. The investigative report exceeded 160 pages. We also reviewed the submissions by Mr. Elliott's representatives, and I reached the conclusion that Mr. Elliott engaged in physical force and that it caused injury. The Columbus District Attorney, while not bringing any charges against Mr. Elliott, nonetheless said to NFL investigators that he believed Ms. Thompson. You should note that the Columbus District Attorney did not have available to him some of the evidence that was available to the NFL's investigators. And he believed that the injuries that she articulated to the Columbus DA's office were caused by Mr. Elliott. He just didn't believe he had sufficient evidence to prove the case based upon the criminal standard, which, as you know, is beyond a reasonable doubt. So the conclusion was that Elliott caused an injury to this woman and that the Columbus DA believed the accuser they just didn't have enough information to go to trial. A lot of like the Ben Roethlisberger situation in Milledgeville, Georgia. Right after it was announced there was going to be no charges, the DA came out and said, "I, you know what, I know it, but I just don't have enough. Mm. So there's that, that burden of, you know, I, I don't have enough to do it. It doesn't always mean there's not enough evidence that's out there. So just realize that this is where, this is the playing field. Right? So, this is what the NFL knows when they decide to suspend Ezekiel Elliott. It's this information they got from Peter Harvey and others as they investigated. So let me just break this down. So what he's saying that they absolutely know that he inflicted some kind of 
bodily injury on his girlfriend or whoever it was. They know that, mm-hmm. right? Okay. But they don't have enough to convict him in the, within the bounds of the court of law without a reasonable doubt. So right. They're, they're afraid so, we're going to go and we're going to lose, yeah. and we're not going to ha- take a losing it's case. It's sort of weird, but, it, but they absolutely it's, – because it, it's sort of almost like a contradiction. They absolutely know that there was you know, pain inflicted and injury inflicted, but they, they, don't, they don't have enough to – okay. The, the bur- well, the burden of proof in a court of law is, is it's so much. It's pretty steep, yeah, yeah. You know, because it's basically, it's a, here's Ezekiel Elliott's version. But I thought that's what it was, though. here's her version, and here's a lot of like evidence. How, yeah, but know, how, here, Here's evidence, I mean, but I there's guess, no... I, I guess I'm, like, kind of complaining about the judicial system, but to me it's like, isn't that what that question is? Did he cause physical, physical damage on this yeah. particular woman? Well, if you absolutely know that he did, then what 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 other information do you need because it's not like she's going to do anything to hurt herself or well but part of the interview not going to be outside you know well that's the thing is part I of the inter- I don't know what they need but part of the interview with him was when they you know she bruises on her how did she get him he said i don't know maybe she fell down the stairs or something so i don't know they 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 didn't find him credible as credible either when he did his interviewing and now there's this story you know chris carter talked about destroying evidence which is, it's all circumstantial and that's the that's thing true. is that okay. when you have a lot of circumstantial evidence you know, can you really leave it up to a bunch of slippery? Uh, you know, it's yeah. it's hard. Yeah. So just know that this is where we're at when it comes to this is why the NFL suspended Ezekiel Elliott. This is why you can do it, and this is why Ezekiel Elliott is no different than you, me, Brady, That's anybody right. else. Protecting the shield in the NFL is a very big deal. The NFL is fighting a very big image problem right now with negative headlines when it comes to domestic violence. They've been fighting it now for three years. It's very difficult. Here's another star player in the NFL that now is going to be viewed as this is a guy as an abuser for the rest of his career. As we talked about last night, the NFL can't keep having stars that it's difficult to root for. And now Ezekiel Elliott's going to be He's a guy, one of those guys. guy you can't root for. Yeah. Why the six games without a conviction? It's like this. Say you, you and I work together, right? Uh-huh. You and I work together. And, you know, we get in a disagreement after the show, and we go out in the parking lot, and I, I get mad at you. And, okay. and I, you know, and I, you know, start, and I hit you a couple times. We get in a fight. Okay. And, you know, because my superiors, no. So we, so we get in a fight <laughs> and, you know, people come and break it up and it could be a fight. It could be anything else. It could be a fight. I could have slashed your tires. It doesn't need to be, I'm, I don't want to make it seem like it's got to be something physical, but yeah. you know, let's just say you and I get, and I'm so pissed at you that I slash the tires in your car and I key your car and I write bears forever or whatever it is on your sure, car. Sure, sure. Now you may say, you know what? I don't, I don't want to file charges against Jason. I, I'm just not that guy. I don't want to do it. I want to go and, and, you know, but I want to forget about this. I don't want to do it. And that could happen. But now our boss, you know, Don Martin or Scott Shapiro is going to call up and go, Jason, did you slash Brady's tires? Did you key his car? Did you do Yeah, I was really mad at him because of something. Dude, you're suspended for a month or you're fired. Yeah, that's so legit. Just yeah. because I'm not just because I'm not arrested for that doesn't mean that I'm not subject to discipline yeah. because I didn't protect the shield. I, I, I did something that I embarrassed where I work and I, and I did something to a, a person I worked with. And that's what the NFL has done here. They felt yeah, we they have, have enough to. evidence, and Ezekiel Elliott has not learned his lesson clearly by this. And they thought, okay, this is not somebody who was in control of himself because it doesn't. It doesn't always have to be. Here's the evidence that equates to six games. It's here's Ezekiel Elliott, or here's charges. Therefore, right. we got to go with that because you know you got charges. Because like Greg Hardy's situation, he probably right. intimidated the victim so much that she didn't want to show up, or he had some under the table deal going on we don't know she didn't even show up to court so there's not even possible that if whatever charges or whatever is going to happen was going to result in any kind of uh something coming down from the judicial system and it could be the same thing in any kind of 
uh, domestic violence situation to where the victim is so intimidated by the abuser that he or she, depending on the situation, doesn't even want to be involved, doesn't want to press charges. So you can't, you can't subject yourself to using that as this is the justification by us doing the suspension. You're right. You have to be able to do it independently based off of the facts that you got. And they, and they obviously did because what was always lingering when nobody wanted to, uh, when, when nobody wanted to commit to him being suspended or not was what were truly the facts, you know, and now that they've come in, I mean, it's, it's, to me, it's, it's six is slight. I mean, if you're Jerry Jones, I, you I know, know he's hot about it, but I, I honestly, this is light. This should have been eight games. This should have been a stronger message. That's a strong message, but to me, it's like, I'm looking at, again, I'm looking at Tom Brady's situation. I look at this, and this is close. I mean, this is a difference mm-hmm. of two games, but what they did is far from close. I mean, one guy was accused of something he never did, and all he did was, like, they wanted to get his cell phone from him. He's like, no, I'm not giving you my cell phone. He destroys it, which apparently he does all the time anyway, and I don't, I don't know if he does. I, he, then, I just happened to destroy it right before they needed it for evidence. Sure. Tom Brady could do but, that. Yeah. Tom Brady could do if that. If he had evidence that could have cleared him on that phone, really, and I'm going to destroy it, really? I he mean, had, he had oh, evidence could, that could clear trust him. Trust me, I could go down this road and tell you the exact reason why he didn't do it. But, Tom Brady had nothing to do with it because he's a <laughs> hero. <laughs> but what happened was is that he that's it. That's all that he was fault of. What he was accused of, they, they didn't prove anything. And with Ezekiel, and they didn't even have any like circumstantial evidence. You know, with Ezekiel, they have a ton of circumstantial evidence. The victim was hurt. I mean, you can just keep going down. The crime is by far worse than mm-hmm. def- if Tom Brady, in fact, did deflate the book. It's far worse than messing with the footballs. I mean, I don't know why we're talking a two-game difference. This should be eight, at least ten, maybe ten. You know, you peel down eight. I mean, this is this is. I mean, after hearing this, di did not hear that. That is, that's some serious stuff, man. And there needs to be a stronger message sent because I don't know if this would discourage guys. Really? I don't know. Six I don't games know. Wouldn't? No, I don't. Despite the fact, but despite the fact, you are not. You're not convicted of something like this. You don't even need to be convicted of something. But no, because this is it, not this is not going to scare guys. Because there's a lot of guys who know. Hey, I, I don't know. You know this. There's ha- some crazy dudes out there. They're reckless. That six games, it, you know, with their let's say they're getting like in this infuriated moment, whatever triggers them, mm-hmm. and six games, I don't think pops into their mind in that moment. Ten, if they all of a sudden realize, wow. Because ten's a little bit easier to like factor your prorated salary. Ten times my salary could cost me this. That's something. So I don't know if this does it. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. We've been talking a lot about the Ezekiel Elliott suspension the last few minutes, getting six games for violating the league's personal conduct policy. He is charged with five counts of domestic violence over a six-night period last July. And clearly, he hadn't stayed out of the headlines this offseason. He pulled down a woman's top at a parade and allegedly got in a fight at a bar in which he broke a DJ's nose. When the NFL is it gives this six-game suspension, it's not like they just need to factor in the domestic violence. Part of it is, and I, I, and I'm, I firmly believe this, it was six games and not four or six games and not three because of these two events in the offseason. Because they, they're not bound by a court of law. They can take everything into account. And the fact that Ezekiel Elliott had this that he was dealing with and still found two really embarrassing and potentially legal situations to get involved in in the offseason, it was clear he hadn't learned his lesson. So the fact that he got six games without these two offseason things, it's less. It's, it's three or four You think if he hasn't. You're yes. telling me that they're going to yeah. suspend him either less or the same amount as Tom Brady. Yeah. Even though his crime is, I mean, if that if that happened, 
I mean, at least there's it's not less. So you can't have a huge backlash. But I tell you what, you thought that Ray Rice backlash was big. They would have been an uproar beyond imagination if it would have been four or three with five accounts of domestic violence. Can you violence. imagine I mean, if he, that's unbelievable? Can you imagine if he appeals it and gets it down to four? And then it's wait a minute, Brady got four for deflating footballs. I'm telling and you, Ezekiel Elliott gets four for this. I, I don't think they're going to budge. Woo. I hope they don't. I hope they don't budge. But uh, I've been I, I've been shocked before too. <laughs> You just don't get what he's thinking, uh, Roger Goodell in the NFL. But this, and, and I still don't get it right now. I, I just don't see how it's only a two-game difference between what Tom Brady did what Ezekiel Elliott did. I just I don't see it. I see it at least being twice as much. Should the, be out eight. The, you mentioned Roger Goodell, and this is a different angle. that It's something that I've been talking about now for a while. And every once in a while I'll say it because something will come up. Slowly the NFL is going to push Roger Goodell out, and he's going to be the ex-NFL commissioner at some point. We're on that slope there, and here's why. Number one, he is in charge of the NFL now, and like I said, they're fighting a huge PR problem, and the players don't trust him, agents don't trust him, the teams. The owners still love him because he's making money, but he's a bad headline. No, yeah, Roger Goodell is a bad headline for the NFL. Yes. He upset Robert Kraft, who basically put him in office with the Tom Brady suspension. Now, Well, it's not just the suspension. You want to well, let's, the, oh, let's the, just the, open the this entire, up. Yeah. Let's just open this up a little. I've, I've alluded to a few things. Let's just, let's just let's just peel back here a little bit, and I mean, let's go back. Yeah, get to all their cheating. Go ahead, all their cheating, okay. all the stuff they did to keep the Jets from winning a title. Go ahead. <laughs> You're funny, man. <laughs> but we'll go back first and foremost. The deflated football situation. The fact that he paid Ted Wells millions of dollars to do a report to only come to find out that. They didn't include all these simple gas laws. And all gas laws is, ladies and gentlemen, is simple. You blow up a ball inside, you bring it outside with the temperature being less, guess what? The ball is naturally, without any interference, going to decrease in air. And lo and behold, they went and tested the Indianapolis Colts footballs in that same game. And guess what? They must have been cheating too, by golly, because <laughs> they had some deflated footballs. Not very so, well. They lost 48-9. to nine. So the fact that he kept... Just staying with that, that no, he, we're, this is after the integrity of the game. He deflated those footballs. That right there is the problem. Okay. Because if he would have just owned up and said, look, we mishandled this, you know, he has his lawyer talk, but if he basically would have said, look, we mishandled this, we're going to exonerate Tom Brady of that. But one thing I didn't like is that when we were looking deeper into this and I needed it to hear from him, he goes and he destroys his phone. We all know that looks a little shady. So I have to get him on that. But you know what? Everything else, our bad, boom. Guess what? He would be in a situation where he's on good standing, at least with Robert Kraft. Because mm -hmm. in this situation with Ezekiel Elliott, I don't know how, if you're Jerry Jones, you could be mad at him. I mean, you've got to suspend Ezekiel Elliott. But that's the thing. Adam Schefter's reporting Jerry Jones is furious Well, I know he is. Because Jerry Jones suspension. doesn't want any of his guys getting suspended. And then he looks already like a... Uh, like he's just running some kind of wild place to where he's letting guys do whatever they want. Yeah, it's a country club in Dallas. Yeah. Do whatever you want. But this is where I mean where Roger Goodell eventually is going to get pushed out as commissioner, and we're moving he along will. that yeah. slope now. But my point is is what ultimately did it to him wasn't this. This is yeah. sort of the straw that breaks the camel's back with Jerry Jones. Mm -hmm. It's a whole Robert Kraft thing. If he, if he would have just come clean with that and admitted their issues and their failings there, this one would have been an, it would have been a problem, but right. it wouldn't have been the straw that broke the camel's back. Right. So because, it was coming to him. He's just too damn prideful. This guy's unbelievable. Yeah, because it's hard. It's hard to it's say, boy, too. I can't believe this. This is domestic violence. It's hard. But now that you have here's Jerry Jones, who reportedly is extremely furious at this 
at this suspension. What did Jerry want? What did so he now, want? That's my Jerry question. Jerry wanted What's a one-game slap on the wrist. We are one game. I get it. That's, are you that's kidding what it's gonna me? Be. Like, I'm sure that's this, what he didn't want to suspend him at all. He didn't yeah, suspend. Of course, everybody is the, the Cowboys police blotter is a daily thing, and, and Jerry Jones is not. He, look, he's the he's the dad who lets his son go out and 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 drive around and 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 upset people and steal cars and, and then he's and, always and there to bail him out, and, right? Yeah, and he, he's there going, okay, son, go to bed. I don't know that I would have done that if I was you, but go to bed. Yeah. And the son's going, I can do whatever I want. Exactly. I'm going to pay yeah. your tickets. Yeah, I'm old man. Do- exactly. Yeah. You don't know. You, you, know you, you have no spine to stand up to me. But that's who Jerry Jones is. But still, he's a very influential owner. So well, now you have Robert Kraft who hates him. The most influential. Yeah, you, the two most influential yeah. owners are, are Robert Kraft and Jerry Jones. Yeah. And now they both hate Roger Goodell. Eventually... NFL owners are going to realize anybody we put in is going to make us money. Because for the longest time, Goodell was bulletproof because machine, it was, yeah. you know what, he's making us money, he's making us money. They're going to realize somebody else can make us money. And Goodell's a bad headline. Anytime his name comes up, like I said, there's no trust between the players, all of it. That will eventually, this is a very big deal. It was the right thing to do. It was the right thing to suspend Ezekiel Elliott to say we're not oh, going to be question. soft on yeah. domestic violence, but this is going to be part of what pushes Roger Goodell out. And now when you have the two most influential owners that hate the commissioner, yeah, you how long can it be? I mean, oh, how long can it be? It's a matter, I, I'm with you. I, I, when I, the whole Tom Brady thing, to me, basically was the beginning of the end for Roger Goodell because he was just he lost all credibility. It, everybody up to, I mean, the basics of the basics, everybody knew him. And he still wouldn't own up to him. That's what just blew me away. He still wouldn't admit, hey, man, we mishandled this. We were off a little bit on our research. Our bad. You know what? But we still have to suspend him because he destroyed the cell phone. Man, that would have saved everything. But he never did. He never once, and he still wouldn't today, back off the fact that they didn't have anything that Tom Brady tampered with the footballs at all. And so, uh, yeah. I, but that, but, you know, but that, was, that was really about the fact that, listen, I kind of covered your ass on Spygate. Okay, I destroyed the evidence, well, and I covered you. And now, technically, Spygate wasn't later, breaking the rules either. I don't know if you knew that. Well, no. When you're taking video of other teams, you're not allowed to. You can't tape it's other teams' the walkthrough. It's not can't in the t- you can't. You can't do that. It's not in the rule book. There's lots of things that's not in the rule book. But it's not in the rule book. Where, 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 where's the bathroom at Cowboy Stadium? Do you know? Because it's not in the rule book. But you go to the bathroom there, don't you? No, I know where the bathroom's at. Oh, you do? It's in the locker room. Okay. <laughs> I don't need it in some rule book. I just look for the man sign, and there it is. I look for the urinal. There it is. We'll have more on Ezekiel. I just look for the urinal. I'm glad you look for the urinal. You're trying to pull the old, oh, you didn't see the tree get cut down in the forest, so that means it didn't get cut down, right? (laughs) It's like, come on. It's not in the rule book. It doesn't mean you have to follow it. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. Two years ago today, the anniversary of Geno Smith getting his jaw busted by I.K. and Impali. Forever changing the fortunes of the Jets and Geno Smith. J-E-T-E Jets. And fitting Brady Papinga as we begin the show tonight that the top trending topic on Twitter, on social media tonight, three NFL games, is in fact Geno Smith, who played the bulk of the time for the Giants tonight in their preseason game against the Steelers at the Steelers won. And, you know... Because today was the anniversary, yeah, I thought, yeah. okay, let, let's say any plays tonight. And I'm going through the Geno Smith tweets, just, you know, for the hell of it. Sure. you know, why not? And all I can see are glowing things about Geno Smith. Hmm. Geno Smith is running the team so well. Geno Smith looks awesome. Watching the game. I was at Buffalo Wild Wings watching the game, and the play-by-play guys 
actually said, you know, is it just me or is this team running a lot smoother with Geno Smith at the helm? And I'm going, oh, my God, you're you all pod people. Don't you understand? Do you think it's a different Geno Smith that is running this team? This is the same guy. It's the same guy. Yeah, he still looks like he's half asleep when he's out there. He still methodically just walks around like he doesn't care. And then when he's in the pocket, he'll miss three or four guys that go through these open little, you know, divides in the defense. He doesn't hit them, and he gets sacked. And, I mean, it's a disaster. The guy should not be playing in the NFL. They continue to give him a chance because they're so uh, – the NFL in general is so desperate to find a quarterback. You know, with the New York Je- uh, Giants, they pretty much got Eli Manning, and the that's it. So, they're looking at it like, <laughs> we got to find somebody. My goodness. So, Gino, we need, come on, Gino. Be our guy, Gino. At least come in here and make us feel good if, you know, all of a sudden Eli went down. But I'll tell you this, they don't have a running game. They would struggle tremendously if Eli went down anyway. So Eli's uh, going to be 54 know. years old, and the Giants are going to say, we got to get our new quarterback soon. We're going to get him at some point. Yeah, we'll get him. Well, they can't, I mean, I haven't seen anything out of Gino to tell me that he's going to ever be a starting quarterback in the league. And so I, it goes back to that point you made about how the, the punch to the face, but oh. my guy and a poly. How did that? Okay, so if he didn't punch him in the face, what would have happened from there? What would have been the track of the Jets? Gino Smith would have started. Oh, he would have. Yeah, he he would have beaten out Fitzpatrick. The Jets would have really? gone undefeated, you, and they you would really have won. Believe, the, no, what would have really happened is Fitzpatrick, he, even though they gave him all that money and they, they had that last year where he played so well, sort uh, of just simmering in their mind. No, what would have happened is is that he Geno Smith, if Anapoli doesn't punch him, he starts the season. At some point, he loses the job. Fitzpatrick gets it. Oh, okay. He plays really well, and then. Maybe he doesn't throw three picks in his final three passes against the Bills in Week 17. The Jets make the playoffs and things are different. But Fitzpatrick eventually gets the job. He would get it. The Jets would have paid him. And we'd be exactly where we are right now. So it's it's not like the, the fortunes. I was kind of lying when I said the fortunes of the Jets would change forever. <laughs> we'd be exactly where we are right now. Yeah, we, yeah. This is where we'd be. Because I couldn't imagine that Geno Smith would have started last year because Brandon Marshall would have gone crazy. Well, no, no. The he first year he Patrick. moved in with Geno Smith. Brandon Marshall moved in with Geno Smith. Hey, Geno's my guy. Just because he wanted to be the guy that, you know, you throw the football to me. Of course. So he moved course, in with Geno. They had bunk beds. You know, he was on top. One guy was on the bottom. They're reading comic books by flashlight, passed them up and down to oh, each how other. About that? Okay. And then he lost the job. Then it was, oh, you know, Fitzpatrick is my and guy. Now they're banging each other. Then, oh, whoa, it's too <laughs> early for that. It's not safe harbor across <laughs> the United States yet. You know, and, you know, but then Fitzpatrick gets the job, which he would have gotten it anyway. And. You know, then suddenly it was, yeah, Gino. Oh, yeah, Gino, Gino, yeah, Gino, Gino. And that, it's, look, it unfolded how it was supposed to unfold. It just, Gino would have held on to the job for a little bit longer because it would have let him play the first few weeks. Oh, I don't think he, he gets the job. It. I mean, if you got guys that want to punch out your quarterback and one guy actually falls through with that vibe, that feeling, I mean, it goes to show you that he, he wasn't a very popular guy in the first place. Well, look, before we Nobody get Nobody wanted to listen, rally around Gino. Before we get into Ezekiel Elliott, oh, by the way, Gino Smith tonight, you know, when you talk about is he the same guy, is he not the same guy, well, <laughs> there was this. Gino Smith, who suffered an ACL tear last year while playing with the Jets on October the 23rd, now in for the Giants. Former second-round pick of the Jets, Geno over the middle. Darius Poe has got a first down out to the 34-yard line. Carl, we were looking in pregame one. Geno Smith, he's got some zip on the ball. No. Yeah, he can throw it, Bob. Oh, I, I always liken him to like a shelter puppy. He just needed some love. He's in an environment now where he can continue to learn football and have a chance to really reestablish himself. 
Yeah, but then Geno Smith threw a pick, which Geno Smith has been wont to do over the course of his career. Throws for 114 yards to interception, got sacked three times tonight. The Giants lose 20-12. to 12. But the main thing is that it's <laughs> all your bleeping fault. The Jets are laughing stocks. That's it true. It is all your fault because I'm going to out you because you told me this story, and I'm going to tell it now you do in it. front of America. Go for it. IKN Impala, who punched out Geno Smith, was never going to make the league. Was right. never going to be in the league. Nobody even knew the guy. Nobody until you decided to make a bleeping phone call. That's so right. it's your fault, Papinga. That's Jerkish. right. And the story goes is I was down covering a game in La Tech. Well, it wasn't in La Tech. It was La Tech versus Kansas. And I see this edge rusher that is just dominating in the way that you would dominate in the NFL, and that's with a base of power. And I'm like, who is this dude? And it was I can't appalling. And I go to my, at the time, agent, because I was still trying to get back in the league, and I call him up and said, bro, you got to check this guy out. He calls his guys at the Jets. He has some good buddies there. They like the way he played, and all of a sudden, he gets on the radar. Fast forward, last year, the same time, Geno Smith popping off, being a punk, gets blasted in the face by that very guy. So, yeah, if I didn't make that phone call, it would probably, well, I wouldn't say it would have been uh, any different. It would have probably been another guy who would have punched him in the face. <laughs> But it would have been Ike, that's for sure. Because he had it coming. I'm telling you, it's like I'm surprised a guy like Jay Cutler hasn't get, hasn't gotten punched in the face. The thing about Jay Cutler, though, he's cool. Okay, but but you you're know? still surprised he hasn't been punched in the face. Yeah, because these guys that look like they don't care, like Gino looks like he literally doesn't care. Okay. That's very bothersome. I mean, these guys, I'd say 99.9% of the guys out there, do, I mean, they are laying their bodies on the barbed wire to help the team win. And a lot of these guys are maximizing the talent, the God-given natural talent they had to, like, the, the highest degree, whereas you get a guy, Geno's very naturally talent, talented. You get a guy like Jay Cutler's naturally talented. But uh, they're only probably operating at, like, 70% of their optimal level. So they're going through the motions, and they're still in the league. It's just annoying. It, it undercuts the guys that are out there trying really hard. And then at the same time, it's, a dis- it's almost like you're just it's a smack in the face of the dudes out there that are 100% committed to winning and they're – they wear their emotions on their sleeves, and these guys act like they just don't care. Do you, have a, do you have a problem. list of, like, the five quarterbacks you thought should be punching the face the most? Oh, that's a good like, one. Do you have a list Jeff on that? Jeff George is for surely. Jeff no, George? Jeff George is like these two guys. Unbelievably okay. enough, Jeff George, Jeff George, I mean, they probably hung out. I mean, Jeff George, Jay Cutler, and uh, Geno Smith. If these guys hung out, I mean, they would have the most indifferent kind of conversations. Nobody would care about anything. There would be no kind of, like, ever flow to their conversation. They'd be like driftwood. Just sort of floating. It would be no rhyme or reason. I'd say Jeff George has got to be one. Jay Cutler. Although Jay's a cool dude, man. He's a cigarette-smoking machine, but he's a cool dude. And then uh, Geno Smith. Uh, but he did, did get punched in the face. Geno did get punched right. in the face. I don't know. I, mean, I'm, I'm not, I don't think. I don't know if he's, yeah, he should have got punched in the face. Okay. Yeah, you got to wake him up. I should get and then, punched in the yeah, face. Yeah, I mean, these guys act like they just don't care. I'm thinking of another one here. Hmm. I mean, Ryan Leaf, Jesus? Ryan Leaf for surely should have got punched in the face. Okay. Just because he was such a punk, and he would admit it himself. I mean, this guy's a new man, by the way, now. Have you yeah. gotten into him lately? Yeah, his yeah, interviews have been. He's yeah. a new guy. He's yeah. not like that old punk that was ripping on the reporters because he was so insecure and, and such. But, uh, yeah, so he wrote been that a, great thing for uh, uh, Jeter's website. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, he's, he's, I, I've, I ran into him. We've had a couple of NFL uh, reunions of players that live in Los Angeles area. And lo and behold, he lives in Los Angeles area, and I was able to meet him. And he look he, he looks like a guy that's like uh, found kind of a new perspective on life. But he should have been punched, no question. Wow. Junior say I should have punched him right in the face as soon as he blew up at the reporter. That would have helped things out for everybody. 
Then last but not least, hmm, I'm trying to think here, man. Aaron Rodgers. Oh no, no. <laughs> Aaron's good. I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get you to go go against your old Packers. <laughs> Although teammates. I did, I, I did one time inadvertently kind of smack him in the face. Yeah, but that's inadvertent though. That yeah. Uh, I have to think of this. <laughs> Who's another punk quarterback out there? Oh, Jimmy Clausen. Oh, Jimmy Clausen. Oh, really? My goodness. Wow. Mister. I mean, if there is ever a Mister is entitled. It's Jimmy Clausen. Now, he may have changed. Uh, I mean, I'm talking, I've, you know, I mean, you, you hear about it. I don't know if you've heard about it. In high school, his parents, like, moved him to a special place so that he could get, like, so he wouldn't be challenged by anybody, A. B, are you writing down what I just said there? I'm writing down the list of the QBs. I'm writing down so I can, so I can tweet <laughs> yeah, it out. Yeah. I mean, some people that need to be punched. You know what I mean? And then, and then his parents got him into this league that he, they knew that he'd be successful and so he'd be highly recruited. You know, he shows up to Notre Dame driving in like a limo. You know, he, he pretty much gives, they just give him the job. And then his one of his family friends, uh, this was a former agent who has passed on, who was Dwight Freeney's agent, was best buds with Mel Kuyper. And if you remember the year that Jimmy Clausen was come out, guess where Mel Kuyper ranked him on his big board? Number one. Yeah, he had him number one. Number freaking yeah. one. Are yeah. you kidding me? Yeah. And so Jimmy Clausen's like, man, I, come get him. Here I am. Here I am. I'm God's gift. Here I am. And he goes out there, and he and I worked out with the guy, and he would he would cut corners, and he it's like, dude, I mean, this is embarrassing. You're a professional, you're not. I mean, we wow. don't cut. I mean, I would yell at him because it was just like, dude, I can't have that kind of vibe in my training environment. I need guys that are going to go around everything, around the cones. They're going to go the full distance because there's no easy way out. There's no shortcut home. No. By the way, can you guys quote that song? Rocky IV. Rocky IV. Come on, man. Really? You're trying to pull Rocky IV no. over on me? No, it's a song, though. You know that, right? Uh, There's No Easy Way Out yeah. is the song. Yeah. Is, that, is that the name? No no Easy Way No yeah. Easy. No, yeah, No Easy Way Out. <laughs> yeah, and he's he's taking all the easy way out. He's taking the shortcut. So he needed to be. In that moment, I wanted to punch him in the face. And I, wow. And if I would have, maybe he, he would have woke up from his 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 slumber of delusions woof. quicker than he maybe has right now. Because I think now he's in a better place. But at that point, woof. So, yeah, there's guys that need to be punched in the face. Buddy, Oof. I'm going to shoot you in the face. <laughs> 877-99 on Fox. It sounded like you, man. Buddy, Yelling I at somebody shoot. in the bathroom. I will shoot you in the face. <laughs> well, I do yell at people in the bathroom. You don't get out of this bathroom, I will shoot you in the face. And then nobody uses this restroom for another 35 to 45 minutes. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. The trade today, the Buffalo Bills uh, trade away Ronald Darby, or, or they, they traded Ronald Darby to the Philadelphia Eagles. They get wide receiver Jordan Matthews. Meanwhile, they trade wide receiver Sammy Watkins to the Los Angeles Rams. They get back cornerback E.J. Gaines. They pick up a second and third round pick along the way. So the Bills getting a second and third round pick, and they get a couple of players in Jordan this is Matthews so smart, and Gaines. Man. This is this is what they're doing. But I'm gonna tell you this: this is football wise so smart from Sean McDermott, and this is why. First and foremost, you go and look at the best team in the NFL, the New England Patriots. When is the last time they've gone out and chased a top tier talent and wide receiver? How many years has it been? Randy Moss, ten years. Yeah. Look at their look at the receiving core, and look how effective they are. Yeah, they're, all, they're a, all five two, and that's a point. And the point is, well, Brandon Cooks is a wide, uh, first rounder. We could yeah, probably throw him no, in. No, I mean like the height. They're all like five they're, two. Yeah, they're little jitterbugs. Edelman, you know, yeah. they're, they're like the Hamburglar. They're but all my, running around. Yeah, but my <laughs> point is, <laughs> is you can like receivers are a dime a dozen. These guys, they get a lot of headlines. They make a lot of noise. 
But, man, you can find guys to come in and give you productivity there. I do believe it's not going to be as big of a drop-off offensively for what they – they're going to run the ball. They brought in a fullback. They're going to power run you, play-action pass. McDermott's a defensive-minded guy. They're going to be tough. On the other side of the ball, they run this defense called the Tampa 2 a lot, ladies and gentlemen. And all that means is there's always a safety hanging over the top of the corner. Guess what? Again, you can roll the corners through there. You don't need this special Darrell Revis press man, I'm going to be on an island kind of corner anymore. So schematically, they understood where, they, where they're at. And then they went out and they got guys that could get them through this year at the very least. Maybe they pop off and become really good. You never know. And then they traded off for assets. I mean, it's just, I, I think this is going to go down as the best move in the, I'm still going to call this the, well, it's the preseason. It's the best move move pre-regular season that we've seen all year. I, you got to give them credit. See, the Bills I, are moving in the right direction, ladies and gentlemen. They're eventually <laughs> going to get into the playoffs. Not saying it's going to be this year, but eventually they're getting, they're close. This was great. I like it. I got to give the Rams the credit because they did exactly what they should have been doing for the past 10 years. And what's that? When you have a franchise quarterback, whether it's Sam Bradford or Jared Goff, you got to keep getting them help offensively. Whether it's in the draft free agency, they never did it for Bradford. This is the first guy they've gone out to get for Jared Goff, and they get Sammy Watkins, who is everything. I mean, the Bills gave up a lot to get him at number four three years ago. He's a deep threat. He's an intermediate threat. He can run the short routes. He's he's exactly what the Rams need. This was a game-changing type move for them because Watkins is a star receiver as long as he's healthy. Got to you know issue the foot and the hamstring, yeah. and he says he's healthy. Last year was a bad year for him, but the Bills knew. It's the last year of his deal. He's going to move on. Let's get something for him. But Sammy Watkins, yeah. this is it. This is a great move for the Rams. They better be because they are in dire need of a great move because right now looks like Les Snead has no idea what he's doing. Whoa. The fact that he gave up so you. much for Jared Goff, I mean, it looks like he doesn't have any well, idea. Well, yeah, because Jared Goff stinks. Right now he's not playing very good. So they need one to work out for him. So hopefully it's this one. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Leonard Fournette said, quote, All too easy. The game is a lot slower than I really thought. That's how I've been since I first got into the NFL. A lot of people were like, it's going to be fast, but by me playing in the SEC, that kind of helped me a lot. I think to me, it was really easy. <laughs> now, Fournette, this guy's unbelievable. Listen, listen. Here's but here's a deal. What's that? I get exactly what Fournette is saying. Yeah, what is he saying? I'm defending Leonard because I understand what he's saying. I'm defending okay. Leonard Fournette, not because I really wanted the Jets to draft him. Because boy, is he good. But Leonard Fournette saying it was easy, almost like it's a relief when you're told something's going to be hard for a long time. Right? This is going to be really hard. It's going to be really hard. Be really it's hard. True, yeah. Yes, I really hard, really hard. Because that's all he's heard. Dude, you were great in the SEC, but man, dude, this is the NFL. Everybody's fast. Everybody's fast. It's going to be really hard, really hard. And you go out there for your first taste. You're nervous. You think the you know the holes are going to close earlier for me, and it's going to be a lot. And I really, I don't know what I'm expecting. And then you go out there, and because you're good and you've prepared and you're ready, it's easier than you expected. He didn't get stuck in the backfield the first five times he carried the football. Didn't have a great night, but you know, look, you only playing for a cup of coffee and. You know, he had nine carries, had the big fourth down in the first and the touchdown run. So I get afterwards, it's more of relief from going, boy, I thought it was going to be really hard, and it wasn't as hard as I thought. And, you know, look, when you're talking it's after a game and you one, say though, it's, it's easy. No, you're not. But this it's is hilarious, though. He said that. Yeah, because... but this is him saying, well, I thought it was going to be a lot. I was told 
and it was all built up in my mind how difficult this was going to be. Yeah. But then I realized I'm a talented player, and as long as I can play, I'm going to yeah, do okay. The, I here's the that. problem with this thinking, though. The reality is, is the Patriots did not game plan them. So what does that mean? Well, when you go and I play the Jaguars, what I'm going to do is I'm going to load the box up so heavy that every single run he's going to be running into a wall of bodies, wall of bodies, wall of bodies for the whole game. Now, he is a strong kid. He runs hard. He does all those good things, but he's going to wear out. Everybody does. Why do you think all these running backs, they get the third and they just can't go any further? <laughs> I mean, these guys, it's just a position where you're going to get beat up. You got, you're the guy that's just going to get hit. You're going to get hit. You're going to get hit. And I'll tell you, if it was, and especially the fact that he has no help from the from his quarterback position, you think teams are really going to respect the air attack? Not at all. So I mean, it's just going to be one of those things where he's going to have to carry the load. So it's good he feels like it's easy now, because he is going to have a long season to where he's going to get he's going to get beat to a pulp. Well, his welcome to the NFL moment is going to come week one when they play the Texans. Yeah, and they're going to load that's the box. Week one. And, I mean, they are going to just say, you have to beat us because we do not believe Blake Bortles or whoever you have playing a quarterback is going to be able to exploit our defenses that are far more focused on shutting down the run game. I'll Boy, say another thing, too. J.J. Watt's a big guy. Wow, he's really good. Well, that's not even the guy to worry about. The guy, is, the guy now there is Jadavion Clowney. Finally. That guy exploded last year. He was a one-man wrecking crew. I watched him up close and personal when I was down in Mexico City when Houston took on the Raiders. Impressive. Not only because he's so long, sometimes you forget that he is extremely disruptive in the running game. You just think he's just a pass rusher, right? No. When they would pull, like they would do offset pulls on him, I mean, he would blow up the puller so much that not only would he knock off the other puller if there's two, and then he would somehow make the tackle. It was like he would create this big ball of bodies, and the ball carrier just get cut to the ground. I mean, he was he was something else. So, yeah, he Leonard Fournette. I mean, I, I I think you're exactly right. As a matter of fact, happens a lot, right? People always sort of build something up, yeah, and then you it could get be the anything reality of it, and and you're like, oh, it's not as bad as everybody was saying. Which I agree. I think he thinks that, but what he doesn't realize is that he's got a long season ahead of him. And another thing, they overdrafted him. Any team who drafts a running back in the top 10, except for Christian McCaffrey, except for him, he's a different bird, is overdrafting a running back. Jaguars, unfortunately, wasted. What was that, a fourth pick? Fourth pick. Yeah, but, dude, if, if you don't, if you a don't, running back. If you oh, wait, this isn't the mid-'80s anymore, guys. But you need skill position guys that are good. <laughs> Go you get a wideout. You need skill position guys that are good. Get a wideout. You can't just get anybody. It's trade, Jacksonville. Trade. Who's going to say, oh, I'm going to go take that money, go to Jacksonville? Trade, trade back. Get some assets, but do not take a running back. You're wasting it. The the, the Cowboys wasted their pick of getting Ezekiel The Vikings Lally. wasted their pick for Adrian Peterson? Not at the time, because in 06, 07, the game was different. Now being so open. Yeah, but now, now, you're, now, coming, now being, you're coming back to running backs because now every team thought, we'll get our quarterback, it'll be quarterback driven. They're realizing – Boy, it's really tough to get a quarterback, so now you're coming back to running backs. They're no, running backs are a dime a dozen. No, they they'll won't. start getting paid again. No, no they, they won't. won't. It's because of the zone blocking scheme. It's because you – and you look at – like, look at when uh, Terrell Davis, he retired, and who the the main rushers for the uh, uh, the Denver Broncos were. I mean, Mike Anderson was a guy. Uh, Gary, I think. Orlandis Gary was Landis there. Gary, and these sure. guys were all 1,000 to 1,200-yard rushers, and they weren't even drafted high. I mean, these were like late rounders. 
And then the best example I love is Alfred, Alfred Morris. I mean, I just get a kick out of him because anybody who brings up, well, look what Ezekiel did last year. He rushed for 1,600 yards and X amount of touchdowns. I'm like, okay. Yeah, go look at Alfred Morris's rookie year. Uh, look at his statistics. Tell me if there's a difference. No, pretty much identical statistics. So you can't tell me that just because you draft a guy fourth overall, he gets 1,600 yards, and all of a sudden a guy you, you draft in the sixth round and gets the same productivity, that that's equal value. Not even close. But Christian McCaffrey is a guy. He's different because he's actually a hybrid of a player. He's a slot. He's a slot receiver mixed in a running back body. That. Is this that's the that's the new age running back? That's what all the next next kind of era running backs will now be. I'm Katia Adler, host of the Global Story. Over the last twenty five years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago street course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 